Uh, anyway, I'm glad we could come to a happy uh, conclusion after that. Uh, it's oh, been yeah, a long, absolutely. it's been a long day. You guys are really fucking. Well, it is Tuesday. Me off uh, really. all. It is <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday. The Queen's time. We only abide by that. We'll generally, uh, at, uh, Irene's at uh, eight thirty. So generally ends. I got to run over a second intermission. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like how you guys are saying that you had to go watch the Bruins game. I know it's grooming day, you sons of bitches. Just say it. Say I got to go grooming day. That's why we got to go record early. I get it. I get it. Nope, totally. So uh, that being said, let's go ahead and uh, start the show, the Simple Mind Sports Show, where we talk all things New England sports, the latest and the greatest. Let's do some opening takes. Uh, the 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 world is yours. I'm going to give it to Raymond. We haven't uh, talked about opening takes, so uh, where do you want to go with this one, Ray? I'm sick and tired of the Boston narrative that Giannis should be public enemy number one right now. I put, posted a nice little blog on simplemindsports.com about how he should be public enemy number one. And people are ripping me a new one saying he is a great guy. He's a, a great athlete. He's just a freak of nature. It's fun watching him play. This guy's dirty. He goes in the lane fucking like a bull at China shop, just head down. Ryan Mayo S just doesn't know where the fuck he is. Elbows flying everywhere, hitting people. Fuck this guy. This guy's a clown. He shouldn't be a superstar. I hope we take care of business in six games because I can't stand Giannis. So, you know, like the Shaq effect with Giannis right now, you know, just saying. I mean, that's the same shit Shaq did. Same same bullshit. I mean, he's just a freak. He's a bit one of the biggest mismatches in the NBA. He's hard to stop unless Al Horford's covered him. Ray's... Uh... The bottom of the totem pole thumb is just shining through today, real early on this show. Uh, you, he should be a public enemy number one because he's your opponent and he's the best player you're going to face in the playoffs, and you're playing him tight and you're playing and it's a physical game. Not because, like, you just let all of the actual real reasons why he should be your boil into your homerism, and now he's. Uh, now he's dirty. Now he's just an asshole. Now he's not even good. Now he's a fucking jerk. He should be playing in China. Doesn't belong yeah. in the leagues. Like, no, he's probably not China, top, Greece. He's top three home. greatest, top three player in the world right now. He's showing you why. He's just really frustrating to watch because you're a Celtics fan. He's playing your team. And uh, yeah, he's bigger and stronger than everybody else. And uh, you don't get a foul every time you want it. Yeah. And that's exactly I sum what... that up for you. Public Shaquille enemy number one. Shaquille O'Neal, that's what Shaquille got got away with back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. If we can get more into it, obviously, we'll be doing a lot of Celtics. I'm frustrated watching him as a Celtics fan. I might be just as frustrated watching him as a Bucks fan because you just know what he's going to do. You just hope it goes in. And uh, it hasn't gone in all the time here in this series. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that. Uh, speaking of that, I'll go with the Celtics. I'll, I'll piggyback off you in their, uh, game four win on Monday night. The Celtics are a better team than the bucks. They need to start proving it and stop waiting to the fourth quarter to decide to turn it on shooting 84% in the fourth quarter is not something you can continue to do. Uh, the games that they've won, they've had unreal streaks of shooting, um, the, the, it was a game two where they shot over 40% from three, this game, uh, 84 in the fourth quarter game three, where they should have won. They shot 74% in the third, fourth quarter. They're a better team. They look lost half of this game offensively. They just need to figure it out. They're just better. They should close this out in six. You got them at home and then go finish it in Milwaukee. I think it's going a little bit longer than that. Uh, but we'll get into it. Bill, your opening take. I am shocked to be back in uh, Carolina tonight, 2-2. Bruins, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, I thought it was incredible to win back-to-back games. I mean, you saw kind of the Swayman effect. He's been really really the driving force behind that. He's he's seeing the puck a lot better. I mean, you saw Omar kind of play real good when, when Swayman hit that rookie wall. You, you saw why he started, but, you know, the hope was always that Swayman could fucking – he was the guy that you wanted in there to hopefully steal a series. And, you know, let's hope he keeps having a big big uh, big boost, get McAvoy back tonight, clear the protocol Tuesday as to record this right before uh, game five. Um, he flew privately out there and just took a car there to the arena out there uh, Raleigh. So, we'll, you know, let's go. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm shocked. I thought it was going to be a sweep. I've said it multiple times that they were going to get ran over, and here we are, 2-2, game five. Best of three. Let's go. Go Bruins. Yeah. Breaking news. As we record this on Tuesday, Charlie McAvoy uh, clears protocols. You think the Bruins flew him down there privately? Had to. Have. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they, they put, they probably put him on their jet. I don't know. I put I don't put anything past Jacobs. He's like, get your fucking self down there, kid. 
We pay you enough Neil, money. Neil, I, can, I can see that as probably would have paid for it. I, I can see Rich's point more than yeah, just you're right. That. A cheap cunt. He definitely paid for his own car service. Let's let's oh let's yeah, absolutely. That. He had a fucking yeah, Uber exit. Uber Uber We'll be starting off Celtics. A real easy show today, boys. Celtics and Bruins mostly. However, I think it, uh, we should touch on the Red Sox. Uh, rest in peace. Well, they uh, suck. Shall not speak ill of the dead. However, fuck the fucking Red Sox. They're dead. Uh, and simplest minds of the week corpses. got some really good candidates for simplest minds of the week this week. Uh, so that'll be at the end of the show. Uh, welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show Wednesday special Wednesday edition. Fuck. Uh, May eleventh. Eleventh. Thank you, Remy. <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> Those were the guys, first... man. This is what we do. <laughs> that was that first helping over there in grooming day. Come back up. Yeah, that was that was a lot of raised bumps. People care. Hairball. Bill's always good to say the quiet part out loud. You know, <laughs> good for has you, to be said. Yep. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, sorry about that. Uh, but subscribe anyway. We, we got to do a push. Ray, this is your next project. We got to boost these YouTube subscribers. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, uh, click the like button, share, subscribe, rate, review. Um, uh, hold on a second, Richard. Rich, if any listeners know how to boost the numbers, please email me at simplemindsportshow at gmail.com. Thanks. Or I'll see you tonight at Tuesdays at Irene's. We'll just start pushing social networking that way. We'll, they'll grow quick. Yeah. yeah, I'll put some pictures out there. Uh, and if you can't meet us... Uh, we need some flyers. My <laughs> car's in the parking lot. <laughs> Have you seen this cat? If you can't uh, meet us down there... Last cop pussy! Then meet us at uh, White Birch Brewing. Chapter two's lined up, ready to go in. <laughs> The best craft brewing in New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire. Ray, address, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Head on down there. Uh, get yourself a flight. Get yourself a pint. Get yourself the uh, Dr. Vittles flight of pints. Uh, whatever you do, drink responsibly. Uh, call yourself Uber Ray. He's around. He'll pick you up. Uh, if he doesn't, don't call us. Uh, just go to your local beer store. And uh, wherever you get it, tell me Simple Minds Boys sent you white birch brewing uh all right let's do some celtics i'll give you some numbers and some key takeaways and uh throw it over to you guys uh al horford obviously the big story out of this one king al king al dr average al average al should i just do it now or should i wait for bill to be isolated on the screen i'll just do it now Big Al fan, big Al fan for uh, for a long time. Forty two minutes logged, thirty points, a career playoff high, eight rebounds. I never said assists. I hated him. I just said that I hated the move at the time because I thought he was washed up. And I take everything back. And, and I apologize. You didn't have to toot in my face. I publicly <laughs> apologize. How dare you toot in his again? Face. Tuesday is a different night. It's a different energy for us. I'm tooting everywhere. Uh, Jason Tatum, uh, <laughs> another thirty point game for him. <laughs> Uh, 42 minutes got off the uh, uh, off the slump. He had eight rebounds, five assists. Jalen Brown put in 18 Uber points, cuckold, but... <laughs> a sleepy 18 points. Marcus Smart, another 18 on uh, the other side. Giannis, 34 minutes or 34 points, 18 rebounds, five assists in 41 minutes. It was gassed at the end of that game. And Drew mm-hmm. Holiday, a, a terrible four. Was it three for 22, 16 points? They're two big guys there. Uh, yeah. Key takeaways. Let's start with this. Uh, Al Horford being the story. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, your uh, your impression of Al Horford in game four in a career-high 30 points. And uh, obviously, let's mention, burying the lead here, the dunk on Giannis after taking him off the dribble, mind you, and the uh, the elbow to the face. He got, got a tech, him, right? He got a tech for that. Yeah, yeah, it was well worth it. He said it was accident. It's bullshit. He did that shit on purpose. But oh, he absolutely per- did oh, yeah. that shit on purpose. Where's he supposed to put his arms when he comes hey, down, though? Fucking, you have you lost your composure today, my friend. You guys friend. are the worst. Shut up. Who Absolutely. cares? What did it, you won the game. It looks a lot worse if you don't win the game and you're staring down the crowd. Good for him. I didn't expect this out of 36-year-old Al, Al Horford. 35. 
whatever you look at you two three years he spent with philly and then we're at oklahoma city just wasted years it, it, you look back and you say okay why'd you let him bounce you know i mean it, it makes you wonder stuff i i didn't expect this but he's carried and he you know he's holding uh, i think uh Giannis is shooting like almost 60 percent against everybody except for uh, al horford where he's down to i believe 27 percent, i believe in the series right now i mean he's been the difference maker you know this uh the what he's done with it against Embiid in his career philly went out and overpaid him to get him away from the Celtics because he was an Embiid killer. You've seen him step up big times, but yeah, his career high before that 26, three times. I mean, he kept you in the third and then the start of the fourth quarter. I mean, Jason Tatum took over what the last three minutes of the game. I mean, Al Horford was the biggest factor until, you know, Hor uh, Tatum had 10 points in the last nine or three minutes. So, I mean, that was your, he, he's the reason you won the game. You know, I get yeah. you, you get Tatum's dagger threes. He had two of them and that fucking circus shot, but that was it. I mean, Al Horford is the reason you won this basketball game. Yeah. And Al, Al, um, 41 minutes in game four, 38 in game three, um, uh, just a game apart at 35 years old, doing what he's doing and on defensively on Giannis. Yeah. There's, you know, there's not enough we can say about Al Horford, but yeah, just to remember, remind everyone that departure from Boston came after Kyrie bolted on you after a unbelievably Honest. underachieving season, terrible loss to the bucks in the playoffs, Kyrie bolts. I don't think Danny Ainge clued, uh, Al Horford in on the, the fact that he was getting Kemba Walker coming in here. So Al takes the hundred million dollar deer from Philly. 120, right? Yeah. Something crazy that went sideways pretty much immediately gets shipped to Oklahoma city. Now here's the important part. They shelved him for over half a year, basically half a year. So they could tank. And I don't know, Ray, those, those legs might, he might be feeling that rest now on the back end of the next season at 35 years old, um, having that extra half a year off, almost a full year. He barely played in Oklahoma City when he was playing. So uh, we might be seeing the benefits of that here in Boston. It's the motivation factor, too. I think that, you know, he was burned when he went to the 76ers and he fucking got bolted out of there because, you know, they, he wasn't the player that they wanted. And then he goes to the OKC, like you said, and got benched. But playing against Giannis, Giannis is a trash talker and the, the looks after Giannis got that technical, I don't know if you know this, but Al just went off when he got that dirty look and he was just nodding his head like, yep, okay, bring it, big boy, because now I'm going to bring it. And he just went off after that moment. And it was nice to see. No, he fucking didn't. Okay. Yes, he did. Did it again. Fuck you, he no, did. Fuck you, he did it. Go that wasn't that the, in the second the quarter? Or the, it was the start of the third quarter. It was 48 they went to up 56 11. or something like that. They Who went did? up 11, the Bucks after after Giannis got the tech for for dirty mugging. Uh, and that's Al when Al started shooting three pointers. It was going. The Bucks off. went up 11 after that, and then the Celtics brought it to seven before the fourth, and then signs, bitch. Just Al look at the game scoring this three pointers after that big fucking technical. Oh, it was several several oh, minutes after the Celtics. I wish Pagelin was here they to gave take us around the world back in time they so almost, Ray could hear what you just said. They almost blew the game after that. They, that was their. That was the third quarter where things started to look unraveled. And yeah, Al hit some big shots. He had big shots all game. But that. But the holy shit, what is Al Horford doing? Came in the fourth quarter. Him and Jalen. <laughs> him and Jason Tatum scored twenty eight together in the fourth quarter. Him, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart missed two shots, all of them, uh, in the fourth quarter together. Al Horford missed none. He was that fourth quarter was his was the moment. And the dunk on Giannis that came after that mean monk from Giannis. This is getting played up way too fucking much. And Giannis doesn't Sick trash talk anybody. An idiots like your Ray fucking is the Giannis reason public why. enemy number one thing. It's just so green. It's doesn't so you're play. bleeding green from your eyes, Ray. <laughs> Giannis isn't the guy. Oh. This is Kyrie. What if, if Kyrie Irving's doing this? Yes, public enemy number one. No, we hate Giannis right now because he's fucking killing the Celtics, destroying they, them in the paint. They destroy yeah. him and you can't really stop them, right? So that's why he's public enemy. But no, it has nothing to do with him trash talk. I don't think he says a word. Yeah, it was good. He fucking he bugs out at people. Good, good. You just he won was... back to back MVPs in, in defensive player of the years. You're one of the most dominant players in the whole NBA. Fuck it. Look, I get the hate. He was doing it that Read little. The your Mark text message, cunt. The Marcus Smart skirmish, uh, where they fell down, should have been a foul on Giannis. Honestly, cool. he he holds him down. Uh, Giannis holds Marcus down. Marcus tries to help him up, and then he doesn't get up, and you know he says he kicked him, and he. So yeah, you know, Giannis, he's a competitor. He's out there. He's doing some shit, but that the fucking mean mug, and then El Horford takes off. It's just been getting played up too much. Sorry, I had sorry I had to do that, and I don't. I, don't, I can't. I don't have fucking time for that. The I do. I do uh, want to bring up the Giannis 
getting gassed because it has to do with El Horford, obviously, but also collectively as a team, what the Celtics are doing defensively and collectively as a team by the Bucks, what they're not doing offensively for the guy. He had to come out in the middle of the fourth quarter as they're blowing the lead for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, because he was so fucking exhausted. I think you're going to start to see that wear on him. I don't know, Bill, how much can – does Giannis have three more of those games against this defense, against this Celtics team, two in Boston? I mean, he might not, but you never know. He's still a freak athlete. I mean, if you, you just got to manage him a little better, give him, give him better rest, you know, minutes, you know, rest like a negative times. 12 or something when he's off the court. I, I, like, I know. I mean, it is what it is. It's the same. You could say the same thing about the Celtics at times with during this season, when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were off the court, they could score, they could score a bucket to save their life, but the defensive looks they're having, I mean, they went small last night in the fourth quarter. And that's basically the reason they won. They put Marcus Smart on, on Giannis. And it's not the first time they've done this in, in, in Marcus Smart's career. And, you know, that, that again, you have a feisty little guard, defensive player of the year, overrated or not. You, you have him on, a, on Giannis all night, which is a mismatch. And then he's just pounding and pounding him in the third and fourth quarter. You're beating him down. You're beating him down. I mean, but the, the, the counter that too, the, the Bucks are doing it to, to Jason Tatum. You saw the last two games. They're they're coming right at him. You know he he struggles. You go three for eighteen. He struggles against Giannis. He went three for eighteen in game three, and again he was what three for six for eighteen going into the fourth quarter, right or or something roughly yeah. just as bad. So it, so they're they're beating him up, and they know after game one and two they kind of found them how you're going to kind of beat the Celtics, and and it goes right at Jason Tatum. I mean that's so, what it is. You got to beat him up. You got to body him. Three things from this from an X's and O's standpoint from my dumb at basketball mind. Um, just to go with what you just said, Tatum kind of picking up in the fourth quarter. That was with the Celtics small lineup out there with Derek White yep. instead of either Rob Williams or um, or Grant Williams. And you could see when they went to the paint, I mean, Marcus Smart had three or four wide open layups. Jason Tatum had a, had a couple, obviously just had to beat his man one-on-one. You're pulling Brooke Lopez out. You're pulling Giannis out. If Al Horford's going to shoot the way he is, obviously – but if Brooke Lopez is in there and he's got to guard a Derek White or a, a Jalen Brown or he can't park his fucking giant dumbass looking face in the paint, and that's a and that's where Jason Tatum is finishing because he doesn't have that mid range game like Jalen Brown does. And you saw Jalen Brown take advantage of that in the first half and honestly kept them in the game offensively. His eighteen points were big eighteen points in the first half of that game because the Celtics weren't getting shit without him doing that so mm -hmm. i think you'll see that from uh udoka in uh in game five the celtics might go small more often than they have and just try and uh deal with lopez on on the other end of the of the ball with jalen and jason it's hard to go small when you're trying to either you know get a lead too right remember you're getting killed on the boards what did Giannis have 18 boards right and brooke lopez is no slouch i mean he, he he's definitely lost a step since his brooklyn days back in the day but i mean he's he's still killing he could still kill the celtics with his outside shooting and his rebounding and so it's tough to go small you know Derek white mark smart jalen brown you know jason tatum and then a horford i mean horford's your only guy and you know wherever fucking um Giannis is roman you either had smarter or or horford right there taking away got another guy from the basket so you're you have a huge mismatch going small you, you i don't think it's sustainable all game but you can do it when you need to yeah, in yeah but there's no, raw, Will there was no yeah. raw williams either i mean al horford's natural <laughs> position is power forward so he's not a natural center yeah well so he's out tomorrow too wednesday as this re <clears throat> is released he's out so, but i'm just saying but i'm just saying if you don't have rob williams that's your whole thing so you have to go pretty much small against yeah no I, i'm the yeah, way he, daniel he, dice played right don't fucking put get, that this, guy get this court. guy off the team <laughs> come on he had a good sport. Look, he had a good sport when Rob Williams went down. When Rob he Williams, well which we needed, and that was it. In the center, you know, position, and he did that last uh, year before they traded. The year before we traded him, he had a good run. Uh, but he's a he's a bench role player that can come in in spurts and have a, a nice run when his confidence is high. But he looked lost out there. Um, obviously, got you know outplayed. Um, on the other side of the ball. Marcus, what we what you're seeing in the late part of that game, I think, was Al Horford getting a little bit tired defensively. Giannis blew by him pretty much whenever he wanted to. He also uh, did it to Tatum. Tatum can't defend Giannis. Jalen can't defend Giannis. Jalen's too Not small. A lot of people can, Rich. No, but I think I think they might have uh, tapped into something at the end of that game. Marcus Smart pressuring him. If they're going to give Giannis the ball at the top and just say this is like we're the you're the only hope. For us, Giannis, put Marcus Smart and pressure him against the ball on the on the top, and then 
bring help with your big guys once he gets to the paint. I think they might have tapped in. But again, Bill, it's not something you can do sustainably all game long for three more games here. You have to switch up. The Bucks are defending champions. You you can't stick to one thing the whole time. But I think they no. tapped into a couple things offensively and defensively in that fourth quarter of that game that they uh, we should see moving forward. Well, you're looking at defense and you're looking why the Celtics are one of the number one defenses in the league because they can just bear down and, and then they beat you up. You know, they're wearing you down in the series in game four. And, and what did Giannis have? 35 minutes, you said, Rich? And you're seeing it. 41. 41, sorry, but he's gassed. He's gassed. That was 41 minutes. And again, it's the defensive looks that are coming at you. And, you know, if the Celtics beat the Bucs moving forward, it's a good good chance the Celtics you know, run. I mean, it's hard to beat this defense when they wear you down like this, no matter who they're playing. I mean, Miami, Philly. I mean, it's going to be the same tactic with those two. If you get past these Bucks teams, I mean, the Celtics is this defense is. You know, we've mocked it. We've mocked the, the defensive play of the year for Marcus Smart, deserving or not. But this this defense is legit. They know how to play, and they're locking down guys. And again, we've we've said it before: how to beat Kevin Durant or or Kyrie Irving. Let Kyrie Irving beat you. Shut down everything else. Or Kevin Durant shut down everything else. And this is what it is: they're letting Giannis beat them. They're kind of controlling everything on the perimeter. You're seeing it under t- 110. The last couple of games, they're not putting up a huge points, and this is how you're going to beat teams, especially Bucks without Chris Middleton right now. I mean, that's the X factor. Chris Middleton's not in this, not in this series. If he's in the series, you're having, you're looking at a different ball game. You might be down three one in these close games just because of his outside shooting and as a Celtics killer, right? So you 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 dodge a huge bullet right now with him being out. Yeah, and uh, and the Bucks are no slouch on defense either. Number one defending uh, team in the playoffs. Uh, more on that in just a sec. Going to take a quick break and we'll finish up some Celtics talk. Uh, Okay, this is where we left off. The Bucks' number one defense in the playoffs, right? Uh, Frankly, I think they've been better defensively than the Celtics have. Now, they have to take on Giannis, who's the best player in the world, a lot of people are saying. So it's probably a harder task. However, they uh, shut down Tatum for a game and a half, uh, although they let him get loose in the fourth. Actually, before we get to the Bucks defense, let's circle back to that. What are your what's your thought on, on Tatum, Ray? Do you think he found a little bit of groove there uh, offensively? David Pasternak-esque right now, I would or, say. Or is he more of in a David Pasternak <laughs> passenger role for the Celtics? Uh, I thought you said he got uh, out of his game. funk. I'm asking you question. for your opinion. Do you want to take mine? Jesus, no, you, you guys were saying no. You said it was David Pasternak. Yes, I thought you said you got out of his funk. David Pasternak's still in his funk. Anywho's, uh, no, I think it's uh, Giannis. Giannis is just shutting him down. I don't, you can tell that he's getting very frustrated, and with the call, no calls when he's driving the lane. I think a lot of the shits in his head, and I think yeah, I may probably told him just fucking forget about it. Go play your game. Because in the fourth quarter, he delivered. I mean, game three, he did not. Game three, he was a shell of himself. But game four, something actually happened. Something clicked, and he started playing his game of basketball, and it was nice to see. Well, yeah, he needs to get to the, he needs to get to the hoop more. That's his biggest problem. Is, but, but you look at the fourth quarter, his biggest shots were three-pointers, and they were high – like, low-percentage shot. Guys in their face. Bill, but like, he hates the physical game. I know, when it Kevin sucks. Durant He's a pussy. Clone. He hates it. I've told you guys this for years. His – Body control and finish around the rim is way too reliant. It's, it doesn't have enough control. You watch Jalen Brown get in there, and he made a couple of these buckets. There's trees around him, and he holds his pivot foot and has a little delay in his game. If you remember watching IT King of the Fourth, fucking guy, like he's four foot nothing, but he would get in the paint, and he knew how to use his body against the Average defense height. to finish. Yeah, Jason Tatum can't finish around the rim unless he's – a, a, a step and a half into his move uh, at a layup or a, or a dunk coming on his right side and, 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 you know, two steps into his motion. Like he needs to develop that part of his game. Look at Kobe Bryant and the way that he developed his game as he got older. You, he could get into the post on the block and it's just about footwork and be able to handle himself in there. This series is not meant for Jason Tatum. Like it's just not meant for his game unless he can develop it more as he gets older. Um, but if his three's falling, doesn't really fucking matter because he's one of the deadliest three point shooters, you know, in the league. So well, you better fucking hope um, if you beat uh, Milwaukee that Miami doesn't win because it's going to be worse for him against Miami because they're tougher, just as good on defense, and there there are a lot of guys that are going to beat the shit out of him, and it's he doesn't match up well in that series either. I agree Jimmy with Butler the physicality is- of it, Bill, but they don't have the size. Because 
Tatum can I finish at the rim against. Can like that. He can't finish against guys that are bigger than him, but he can finish Dwight against Bosch, guys baby. as big as him. Dwight Bosch is an asshole and can fucking he can put Tatum on his ass. And again, you don't. He doesn't like that physicality. You start bumping him, checking him, pushing him down. You know, you've seen him get frustrated. He's a guy that can't control his emotions, and you've seen it these last couple games, game three and game four. He was terrible, and then you he, you've seen him lose his emotions a lot. He got teed up, I believe, in game three and game four. So I mean, there's emotions there, and he's struggling right now. And you've seen it multiple times. In the history of Jason Jason Tatum's playoff career, right? There's a biggest stigma around him, in my opinion, that he can't win, and it's that. And he needs, I don't know if it's a personal thing or what, but there's the frustration right now. And, yeah, it showed good, and you had a good three-minute stretch at the end of the fourth quarter, which, yeah, you needed it to ice the game. But don't be let's be real. They weren't – they were still up. What was it? When he hit another three, they were up six. Right, yeah, the same thing. I, I mean, I get it. I understand. But, he had some big but, buckets. Yeah. I mean, he was their offense. They were huge. They were. The, he he put the daggers in the last couple of minutes. But again, you're, I'm judging him here on the the game as a whole. You had three good minutes the whole fucking game. There's something there. The stress, the pressure, the emotions right now are getting to him. I don't know what it is coming off the Brooklyn series that was a little easier for him, and now you're going up against a team that's just won a championship and has arguably the top two player in the world outside of Kevin Durant or whoever you want to consider at that position so i mean i think there's something there and they're 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 bodying him they're they're beating him up and i don't know if he can handle it mentally or physically raymond i think it's the whole Giannis problem i don't think Giannis can he can go around Giannis. Giannis is a freak he's got like a seven foot wingspan it's hard to go around him and he can body people so i think that's just taking tatum right out of his element yeah he got Hot in the fourth there quarter. That's the because Giannis was tired. My apology wasn't athletic too, so that was the big. That was one. Yeah, of the look, I, I think it's but. a combination. He, Bill, you're right. Emotionally, he gets in his own head, and that certainly affected him in Game Three. Carried into Game Four, the first half of that game, certainly his first shot was like four foot wide, uh, right? You know, uh, but once he started hitting some, some confidence came back. And uh, look, Game Three, he had two or three wide open three pointers that he just missed. Um, so I think it's a combination of that. Obviously, they're defending him hard. They're they're the number he's the number one guy they key on, um, and the physicality and the size. So you know he's still twenty fucking four years old. He's got to figure it out. He's, oh, it's going to come. But right now, it's you're seeing the struggles. And I mean, let's hope getting back to Boston. You know, you he'll have a big game five. Well. Yeah, I th- I, I, well. I expect him to. I mean, that's his that's his bread and butter. As long as he's shooting well, if he doesn't want to drive to the basket because Giannis is there, Brooke Lopez is there. I mean, then then shoot, his shot has to fall. It has to. If it's not. We're in trouble. He'll shoot well, and I think the other guys will shoot well too, which is another part of Tatum's game that usually um, you we would have seen in that game because he had a lot of drive and kicks out, kickouts and a lot of missed open threes. Grant Williams was bad um, on the open three. Uh, Derek White can't hit a fucking thing to save his life. Marcus Smart missed a couple kickouts. The only guy that didn't miss a lot was Al Horford, so they just didn't shoot very well in Milwaukee. In Boston, I bet they will. Um, let's do this to kind of start to wrap this up. What about a lot of being, obviously a lot is being made of the refs. Uh, Raymond, public enemy number one on that. Um, what what is your thoughts? Because I said on the top, it is frustrating to watch Giannis. I mean, fifty percent, ninety percent of the time he drives the lane. You could probably call an offensive foul if you wanted to. He's putting his shoulder down. He's throwing his arms around. Some of it to travel. It's it's all really frustrating to watch um, from a competitive standpoint. But it's also the Celtics fucking hit the floor so much. Jason Tatum's on the back, never getting back on defense. Marcus Smart does the same goddamn thing. It's just a frustrating fucking pro- product to watch. And the refs blowing their whistle every two seconds to review this or review that was this flagrant with this an intention to it. Like it's getting a little tough to watch. What, what's your take on the refs, Raven? It's just a, it's always been a corrupt policy. I mean, it's a superstar treatment. Uh, Giannis is a superstar. That's why he gets all the calls. Tatum's not there yet. Tatum's not one of those elite players that will get the superstar calls. In a couple of years, he probably will. But right now, it's just all on Giannis, and that's why it's frustrating as watching as a Celtics fan because these NBA refs give it to the superstars of the league. They give them that special special treatment, and it's just it's sickening. It's, it's the playoffs. Let them fucking play. You know, obviously, if it's an elbow to the face intentional, then, yeah, go review it. But if it's just coming down from a dunk, that's the most preposterous thing you could ever do is go to review because a guy fucking dunked and hit someone in the face. It's just it's ridiculous. It's making these games take way too long, going to the replay booth, going, you know, checking everything over and coaches challenge and all that bullshit. Just speed up the process. You know, let these guys play. It's the playoffs. You know, just stop all these ticky tack bullshit things that Giannis is getting. 
said it once and I'll say it a million times. The NBA is the only sport where a third party can directly dictate the outcome of a game. You can put a guy in, you can put a team in foul trouble with nine minutes left in a quarter and those directly lead to points. NFL, NHL, MLB, that shit doesn't lead directly to points. This is a third party can dictate the outcome and you've seen it with betting on the game. It, it is what it is, which I, I as frustrating it is, but again, as it is to watch, and this is the reason I'm, I'm sick of the NBA with the superstar treatment, but again, he's just a force of nature. I mean, I think he gets a benefit of the doubt being in, being so super athletic. Yeah, I guess it is you get the treatment. I mean, but again, I, I just look back to guys over the years. You look back right as the Jordan era was ending with the Shaq and Kobe era coming in. I mean, those guys, that, that really started really coming back into effect especially with Shaq, he dominated like that. And they're they're I'm not saying they're the same player, but they're the same freaks like that. And and good. Get those calls, be better. And and it is. I just wish they went when we went both ways a little bit more. You know, that's the most frustrating thing. And I'll I'll link it to baseball when it comes to the strike zone. If you're a pinch if you're if your strike zone's horrendous, just be consistent about your horrendousy. Right. Be, yeah. be consistent for both sides. That's all I ask. If you were going to be terrible at basketball, just be terrible Stop. at officiating the game in both sides. It's not, but it sucks. It's, you're, you're still overcoming it. You're winning these games. It's not the reason you've lost games. It's infuriating, but I mean, how many times have we watched him play LeBron? It is what it is. That's what you're going to get out of this NBA. This is why the NBA gets insufferable. Players dictate the lead. I didn't have a huge problem with the calls one way or the other outside of Giannis got away with some stuff, which again, like you guys said, you should expect. I have a problem with like the fucking flagrants and let's go review this. Like yeah, how many reviews do you need? I thought you like, were talking about more of like the actual foul calls. Like, yeah, the, the NBA reviews. No, I think the Celtics got just as many ticky tack bullshit fouls as the Bucks got and vice versa. Brooke Lopez got fucking, he got, some real soft whistle as against Al Horford, that big and one hook shot that Al Horford, Brooke Lopez barely touched him. So like those calls, I thought went both ways. Giannis gets more than everybody else, of course. But, you know, again, like you said, that's to be expected. I just like, again, we started off the Celtics segment with Al Horford and the technical that he got. Yeah. I think it wasn't intentional, but like, it wasn't just let them fucking play. And I thought they did mostly in the fourth quarter. I think they did swallow their whistles pretty good in the fourth quarter. And you could see it. It was really physical, but guys were playing through it and just playing ball. And the game wasn't interrupted. That's just how it should, how it should be, how it is the whole game. It's, it's tough to watch sometimes. Um, all right. Uh, best of three at this point. Now Celtics got two uh, games at home of those three. You sticking with the bucks bill. How's it shaking out? Sticking with the bucks, bucks and seven. They, they come into Boston and take them down in the, in game seven. Twice. The Giannis effect. The Giannis. <sighs> that's a tough, that's a, that's a tough ask of Giannis and to decompo to, uh, cause I'll, I'll tell you this. And the referee effect on Giannis. Scott, well, that, that has Scott Foster game written all over it. The game extender. Seven. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll just that's say this, right? I don't think the Celtics have played their. I certainly don't think the Celtics have played their best basketball have in any Bucks. of these games, except for game two, you know, off, because at any, I've I'd said this at one point. Can they sustain a forty percent forty percent shooting from behind the arc? And I said they could four out of seven games. So this game six or game five back at Boston, Celtics might just shoot the fucking lights out and blow these guys out. Because if the Celtics shoot well all game, the Bucks don't stand a chance. The Celtics just haven't shot well. Now a lot of that's due to the Bucks defense and Jason Tatum being off, but. If they click on if the Celtics click on offense, the Bucks don't stand a chance. So I don't I don't think I don't expect them to do that. I got Celtics in seven. I don't know about you, Ray. Celtics in six. Let's get this fucking over with. They're gonna finish it off in Milwaukee. It's gonna be a beautiful thing. On to the 76ers. Uh, uh, Miami. Sticking with the Sixers. Okay. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Let's throw it on over to headlines with the obvious one. Uh, thank you there, Richard. The Celtics win 116-108 to their to their series with the Bucks 2-2 two two now. It took a dominant performance from old-ass Al Horford in a 43-point fourth quarter to defeat Giannis and his weaponized elbows. Uh, the series now goes back to Boston for game six of game five Friday night. You fucking asshole. Uh, Nikola Jokic <laughs> wins his second consecutive NBA MVP. He averaged 27 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, and 1.5 steals. 
he was generally swept out of the first round of the playoffs. The Brewers also tied their playoff series 2-2 against the Canes. Uh, Charlie McAvoy was a late scratch due to COVID. Cliffy Hockey led all defensemen with 20-plus minutes of on-ice time. It was a special teams for the Bruins. That was the difference. Two power play goals after some real bonehead decisions from those dopes on Carolina. The erection line. <laughs> right. Take article. a breath. What I is am. wrong with you? You're laughing Fucking the whole time. <laughs> the guru you couldn't grammar. say tie. <laughs> that was what I was laughing oh, at. Oh, I didn't see tie. The erection line. Just all got slow it down. Ebonics. Goal. Sound it out. For Marsham right. plus DeBrus goal gave the Bruins a 5-2 win. The Bruins traveled to Raleigh for game five on Tuesday night. Ray Stradamus says, stay tuned to find out what happened because I don't do hockey. Tom Brady has one foot out the door in Tampa. He has signed a 10-year, $375 million deal with Fox to be their lead analyst after he retires. Jim Gray is reportedly trying to crying in his soup for being left out of the deal. The Red Sox are the worst team in the history of baseball, and everyone hates them. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. I can't do it with Bill fucking laughing. I can see him laughing, and it's just it's infuriating. I like to laugh at you. Oh, such a little cunt. No. Uh, Bruins tie it up. Game four we'll be talking about now. Obviously, game five is coming up here in 20 minutes. 22 minutes. Sorry, Bill. We got two extra minutes with you. Um, And uh, we'll have a little bit of feedback on that, I think. But let's talk about game four real quick because, like you said in your opening take, Bill, holy shit, how'd they do it? How did the Bruins pull this off? Here's some takeaways. Uh, End of the second period, less than a minute left completely flipped this uh, game on its head and and turned the series on its head. Canes are up 2-1. Uh, Jake DeBrus gets in there on a what a lot of people are calling a controversial goal. Um, oh, lot, shit. I, this is what pisses me off. Someone I went out Saturday night ahead. for a 40th birthday party. and Cool. No, no one cares. Fuck off, right? The puck, all the angles, the puck was between his legs, visible from all angles. Fuck you. No one touched him on the Bruins. Yeah, he poked at it. The puck was right there for the taking. Fuck you. It wasn't covered. Controversial girl. My fucking dick. It's not the that it was guy covered. That touched it, the brush hit his pad. Fuck you in the pad. The ball. <laughs> fuck. Oh, just go on. Go on before. Okay. I get so DeBrusque scores that goal. Uh, and My man DeBrusque. This was, who's the fucking Canes coach? Uh, 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 Rod, uh, Brindamore. Rod Brindamore. Brindamore. Uh, like a dumbass reviews it. And and watching it, I could see. You had to. You had to. You had to. No, Bill. You're tied 2-2 going into the third period. You're up 2-1 in the series in Boston. You take a tie in the third period at in Boston with that. You don't give him another fucking chance at a power play. Not on something that close. You just said it wasn't a goalie interference. I thought that was a terrible well, that's review. So, that, so they did challenge for goalie interference because someone did hit the goalie. They can't challenge for, like, the whistle. No whistle was blown in any of that stuff. They would try. No, they it's challenged that the hit goals. him in the pad, and it cleared the puck out. Yeah, but there was the also goal. another guy that hit him, but there was a Carolina right. guy that and hit him. And I agree. Him. But it either wasn't way, goalie interference, and they called the goal. And I just thought it was, it was close. A, it was close. They gave, the, anyway, they saw gave the Bruins the, do the same thing earlier in game three where yeah, they lost a challenge. But either way, it's or whatever. You like fucking rammed right into him. Anyway, look, that I thought it was a bad challenge. Agree or agree to disagree. Um, it gave Bruins a power play. Obviously, they come out. Uh, Bergeron gets the high stick in the eye, which looks scary. I don't know if you if you were watching that live, but he came out. It looked like he like well, fucking was blind. Yeah, I think it got him like right here. You could hear him visibly say my eye. Like you just see it. And uh, yeah, he said after the game, Rich, it was filled with blood. So he's like, I thought it was worse than what it was. I got to the bench. I wiped it off. They're like, oh, it's just a little scratch. Tried to go back out. And they said, yeah. we have to blow the whistle for you. So that, at that point, they're like, what was it, 30 seconds left? Because they just ended up running out the clock. They let him go back. He got stitched up after the game came back and fucking had a great, great third period. Yeah, you could see Hockey a little tough. panic on his face, though. He like he thought like, oh, shit, like he got me on the eyeball. Um, well, he's always been a visor wearer. You know, he came in the league in 104 or 03 at 18, right? And he's always been a guy that's wearing this visor. And it's very rare to get a stick up underneath that visor that high. So, anyway, that leads to the five on three. Uh, Bruins get the goal on that. And then, um, how I don't know if you guys watch the ESPN broadcast. Yeah, but I always they, do. Fuck they, Jack Edwards and Andy Brinkley. 
how long did they take to figure out that clock? Because it was like a one second difference if the if the first uh, penalty expired to the second. And listening to Steve, to Steve, uh, what the fuck's his Levy? Name? Steve Levy. Levy tried to describe what was going on. Just had me laughing because they were like bumbling over their words. Let's That's how he was at Monday Night Football. He's terrible at his it's job. It's hard. I, I like be him a sports on center. He's always been yeah, a hockey it. guy, though. It's weird, too, because he's always called hockey for you when he has been having it. Was, it he was, it was a little confusing. It was he like, wasn't uh, on uh, the, uh, the I'd rather listen to the, I'd rather listen to no to nothing than hear Jack Edwards complain about every little misfraction that happens on the ice, every little thing that doesn't go the Bruins way. I hate the homerism. It's a reason, one of the many reasons I hate Jerry Remini and Tommy Heitzen and all those other cutbacks. Oh, oh, Jesus, you just fucking, wow. you just doubled down on the R.I.P. Oh, yeah, man. Jeez, Bill. I hate them both, and you've known I've hate them both. I've stated it many times. How do you Remy hate for- Tommy? Because he's, I just, I don't hate, I only hate him as the announcer just because I don't like the homertism. The Tommy points, or that's a foul, that's a foul, that, that, I don't like that stuff. The Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox, Patriots, all that shit, uh, national broadcast. I watch the national broadcast a hundred times out of a hundred times. I just don't like the homerism. That's why I don't like you, Ray. I don't like the green teamers, the pink hats, all these fucking guys that say I don't like you. Yeah. That's why, because the green teamers. So I, I heard like that, you. right? I heard that really cl- loud and clear, Bill. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Hey, Zolak, go fuck yourself. Uh, uh, so uh, the other thing in this I like game. Him. Of course you do. Because he's not a dead homer. He's a homer in other in, in certain What ways. the fuck are you talking? How can he's you a say Bra- Zola? He's a, he's a Brady. <laughs> He's a he's a uh, homer in certain ways, but he's not afraid to sit on the broadcast and call him out for fucking terrible play calls and all those other shit. You don't see a lot of those homer guys doing that bullshit. It's only he's because they've been so criticize. good for twenty years. Watch the Patriots suck for four. And watch Zolek start. But he is a homer. the drum for the fucking third string running back. Uh, let's but keep I do moving. Enjoy this. him. He's just funny. <laughs> uh, Marshan had a good has had a couple good games here. Uh, also got it under the skin of uh, that little prick D'Angelo. Uh, with a nice little uh, nice clip in his post game presser. Right, hold on. Have you before you go on, D'Angelo? I guess in the OHL or whatever got suspended for basically racist talk. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the audio of his dad trying to defend him? Mm-hmm. Ray, it is fucking laughable. I've been talking like that my whole life. My father's been talking like that my whole life. <laughs> Sometimes I say words that might offend other people, but you know what? That's how I talk. I raised my son the same we way. We don't know what was said, though. I don't know, but he, it was basically said, yeah, we're a bunch of fucking racists. This is what we say. If if we're not, we don't drop it in bombs or any of that, but it's got racial under undertones. I mean, well, this totally. Is what we he do. got this suspended or kicked yeah. out for racial shit, but they're from New Jersey. Like, they're not from Mississippi doesn't matter that i know D'Angelo. it doesn't matter it just D'Angelo doesn't italians. a racist can be anywhere in the world there angelo's I, I agree so I, you, you know what I you know you. what they're saying you know what those <laughs> dude you watch the sopranos come on you know i know what they're saying i know who they don't like i but <laughs> I, love the, uh, I love the uh have a uh, how's your mother this day going and then at the end of the game he called them a racist and told him like shut up or something that's what he was doing <laughs> on the ice d'angelo went off you know uh for cross check and Lazar about 40 times in the face. Lazar just took it like you're a pussy. Like a little bitch. Love that. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, this was, I think, the microcosm of the team for the for Carolina. D'Angelo lost his goddamn mind, ended up throwing his stick at Marchand for the open netter, was chomp, was yelling at everybody in the box. This is where the you're a racist came in. Marchand's yelling at D'Angelo, you're a racist. D'Angelo's telling him he's got a big nose and he's ch- so the Carolina just collectively lost their goddamn minds. They completely lost their exposure, uh, uh, composure um, after that failed review. Then the five on three Bruins scored two goals. That was it. And then you had, you know, the fourth goal came on a, a really nice set play off a, off a face off, um, you know, with the erection line there, Raymond, the erection line has exploded all up on your chin. Pasternak, uh, put one in. Ooh, Very, was it? Well, know what it was, Ray? It was Tatum-esque. He was piling on the rest of the team already making their comeback. <laughs> These two fucking guys, Bill. You and I have years, years of this to take. 
<laughs> Raymond, I'm on my I'm on I'm standing on my edge. You're standing on your edge, man. I think you can win an NBA championship as a Stanley Cup and we'll still shit on from 10 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. These young motherfucking cocksuckers just squirrel when you need them to. Uh Ray, we called for the erection line. Uh they seem to be uh you know coming through when needed. Uh your thoughts. They're shooting up like we needed them to do. And uh I think Brad Marsh had five points on the game four victory. All five points. Yes. Every goal he was a part of. They had we five points, Bergeron. I believe, Bergeron yeah, yeah. So, Bergeron I mean, had two, and, um, yep. We've been asking for that. I mean, every series that they play or lose, we're like, oh, the erection line, they just disappear. Where I remember last year, they went missing for the playoffs. We didn't know where they were, whereas the erection line, they're back. They're actually uh, doing what they need to do. One of the best lines in hockey. They need to score. They need to uh, produce, and they're doing it right now. And I'm glad that pasta scored for Bill because, you know, it's been real hard, hard on him. Yeah, I'm glad uh, Jason Tatum had a good three minutes last night. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you set me up for my text exchange line. How about that pasta goal? Tatum's going to score that goal. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, no, the the problem, what a, that was a great that play, was though. I mean, uh, it was. I mean, I, pass, yeah, it, but he has, he's still got to bury it. But it was it was a great play. But uh, the, uh, the one but, bad, the, hold on, before you go, the one bad thing about putting this line back together, and you're seeing it right now, Eric Hala playing on a, a team uh, on a line with Craig Smith and Jake DeBrusque. I don't actually, uh, Lazar, I don't even remember the third. third Here's third the line. lines for the night. I'll give you the lines for tonight. It was um, uh, line two was Coyle, DeBrusque, and Hall. No, no, no. Coyle, DeBrusque, and um, um, Craig Smith. Hall's on the third line with Hala and Nosek. Hala, Hala, Hala. Okay, I don't. I. I mean, the problem is, or maybe Smith and Nosek are flipped, but uh, Coyle and Debrusca together. You can't say you like that bill because that face you were making when he was. No, I. I said I don't like it. This is the prop. This is the problem where you had Hala and Hall and Pasnak really carrying you a lot through January and February. I mean, they were one of your your hottest team when they got put together. Your hottest lines, and the biggest problem with the Bruins right now, if you can't get this power play clicking at a full steam. You got one line clicking right now, and the, and again, uh, same same song and dance we've seen over the last basically since what 2013, where you've had a good, pretty good balance in lines. You have this one line that's together, that's the most one of the most dominating lines in hockey, and this is it. Now it, the other lines suffer. I wouldn't. I, at some point, you got to see if you can get some jolt and maybe move. Excuse me, move Pasenak back down and kind of reshuffle the lines that way. But I, it, you got to do something. You know, but you got to ride you can't it. Just have this you got to. You got to ride the hot hand. If you're going to, if you're going to get like Ray said, you know, that top line has gone cold in the playoffs in the past because um, defenses can adjust and just give you their top pairing. But now you have the, now you have the option to do what you want to do. Uh, Bill is drop pass, knock that back down there because you're right. Holla, holla, holla gets fucking exposed when he doesn't have pass, knock and hall uh, on both sides of him. Right? And Taylor Hall has been MIA these last couple of games that you make him and he had zero shots on goal in game four and you yeah, won that, that game. You, well, that was after he called he out. Actually, hold on. He actually lost his, his, um, Roll on the first power play to Jake DeBrus too. So I mean, there's a problem there. So I mean, you're seeing it. But again, you had a five on three. That was your biggest thing. You had a five on three with five forwards out there. You know, you got to thank God you scored before Niedermeyer. I think was the guy jumped out of that box because that's a breakaway with no defenseman, and that that's a different game. Thank God you you capitalize on that. Yeah, but credit to Cassidy for pulling that trigger because you know Grizzly was getting it done, and he put Coyle on the point, and it worked. So good for him. But we have to get to we've kind of buried the lead here. No Lindholm, no McAvoy. This Bruins defense in game four, fucking Clifton led him in ice time at 20 minutes, 16 seconds. Then you had Carlo at 1932, Grizzlick 1912, Forbert 19 minutes, Riley uh, pitched Brown him 17, 12, and Brown at 12, 12, almost 13 minutes on the ice. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think Carolina hurt themselves that much in the in that zone. Like the Bruins defense just looked inspired. They look fast. They look strong. Um, I don't think you saw it, certainly it's not sustainable. Stuff. It's the Celtics yeah. non-sustainable type of thing. But for one game, you got your top pairing out. It's one of those things in hockey where let's get fucking amped up for one game and, and go out there and, and win for win it for the fucking Gippa type of thing. So you, just a lot you of saw at times you saw at times though, their first goal. Bruins were chasing their second goal and, and and especially midway through and mo most of the second period when you're up you're you know you're up two down two one 
the defense was just back on their heels. They were running around, running around. You can't keep hiding. Thank God McAvoy's back tonight, Tuesday, as we record this, because you can't keep hiding John John Brown out there for 12 minutes. I mean, that eventually that's going to eat up on you. The way forward and Connor Clifton, you kept that line together. Connor Clifton had nine block shots, you know, led the team, led the, I think, the game with, nine block, with nine block shots. block shots? Was it Who did I say? Clifton. Oh, no, sorry. It was there for, but that's why I meant not Connor Clifton. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, that line has been shit they were your best line honestly I'll, you know and then you had carlo and grizzly who slide up thank god you're getting mac back tonight it sounds like lindholm is close he did travel with the team um he was skating he did have a um a tinted visor on this at, at skate on he didn't Sunday. travel with the team he didn't travel he, sorry so either way but he was skating with the team he had a tinted visor so clearly a concussion so it's a matter of you know when he came back he missed seven games and have one practice so as you get him back you're you, you're looking good you just got to get the lead and Butch Bush Cassidy stressed that if you get the lead you've seen what Carolina could do they're front runners as good as they are they're they looking like front runners when they when they're when they don't have the lead right now so I mean I still think that they're, they're going to win this series but man I, I'm shocked to see it Two two right now. I thought the series would be over, and you, you, we got a game five tonight. You know, and two two on the road. So let's you know, let's steal one tonight. Hopefully, Butch Cassidy called the Sundance Kid, and uh, we can there it is. Yeah, no, yeah, there's that uh, low hanging uh, pear just right there. Get that juicy bite right. Uh, speaking of that, just a uh, quick <laughs> afternoon Shop delight, talk. and uh, we'll do a quick recap of Game Five. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Okay, Bruins game five recap. This will be quick. Woof. Um, uh, repeat of games one and two. Absolute um, domination by the Canes down there. Uh, uh, public enemy number one, new uh, enemy D'Angelo had himself a game in uh, Carolina, and uh, his nemesis Marshan didn't. Uh, I don't think it's, you know, it's not that first line that erection line brought back together's fault. They've been uh, pushing. Obviously, they were quiet last night, but the Taylor Halls, Eric Howla, Craig Smiths have been absolute zeros this entire series. That continued. Uh, their offense could never get going. I mean, they could barely enter, enter the zone. Uh, they didn't get as many power plays as the uh, previous two couple games in Boston. That clearly hurt them. Um, and the Canes just look faster than them in their zone, in the Bruins zone. Uh, defense was not there uh, to step up, even with Charlie McAvoy flying private and uh, getting his own car service to the stadium. Uh, that wasn't enough to, uh, to stop the onslaught of the Canes there. So uh, they look like the better team, look like the faster team. Obviously, we go back to game six now in Boston. We'll see uh, if they can repeat and force a game seven. That always puts the pressure on the home team. And we'll see if the Hurricanes can uh, can match that pressure, if the Bruins can get to game seven. Uh, we need a lot more of what we saw in game four and five in Boston. Obviously, a lot more pressure um, from the offense and uh, sturdier defense, surely. I don't think Swayman was necessarily the biggest problem. Rebound control continues to be an issue with him. Um, but certainly, you know, that fluky goal Carlo had off off a skate over his head. Um, shit like that, it just wasn't their game. You could tell it wasn't going to be their game uh, pretty early on. So we'll see what they can do. Game six back in Boston. Um, you know, the crowd's going to be ready to go for sure. Uh, see if they can force the game seven. That's your game five recap. Wolf. I don't know how to transition this. I'll try to do something tomorrow. Okay. Uh, well, this Here's the simplest minds of the week. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Welcome to the simplest minds of the week. Uh, do you want to Which we had Bill? a lot this week. We had a lot this yeah, week. Yeah, we don't have time to put Bill's Butch Cassidy. Uh, he, he looked at the clock. It's 6.53. He's got seven minutes. He had to get that last take. <laughs> Bruins take out fast, and he just... Butch Cassidy, Bruce Cassidy. It's pretty close. Yeah. Did I say Butch Cassidy? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's start here. Uh, simplest minds of the week. Uh, in the Mavs-Suns game uh, over the weekend. I wonder why you guys were smiling. It was last night, right, wasn't it? No, it was Sunday. Sunday was night. Sunday. Night. Sunday. Uh, you had a, a young Mavs fan. Looked real young. I don't know what his age what is. Think- under Let's say 17. 18 because I don't think we can talk about kids that are. No, it's not. It's not 18 because they won't release his name. Okay, fine. Fuck them. Uh, a young uh, Ute uh, Mavs fan 
uh, a harassed what? or potentially assaulted CP3 Chris Paul's wife. He tried to get a hug. He tried to get a hug from Chris Paul's wife. What is the story? Does anyone did anyone do any background on the story? Is that no, the real thing? No, he was thing? harassing. He was, he was harassing, and then he tried to. He went in for a hug, and, and she didn't want it. And then Chris Paul got pissed, and then tried fighting this ute. What did he give me? I see you outside. I see you. You screaming see you. something I'll off see the bench. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I'll you see seen you. some see of us. the memes? That come came over it. My favorite one is uh, his mom's pulling away. He's like, "Come on, Jeffrey, I've already called our lawyer." <laughs> I have two things. First of all, how do if you're that age at a at a game, how do you get that belligerently uh, asshole level without being drunk? Like he's he can't be drinking nope. unless he's at nope. all. Okay, thank you. Uh, secondly, you're that young. How do you have seats that fucking close to the court? Did you just- uh, it's Dallas. They're fucking oil rich down there. That's why the meme was, damn, Jeffrey, I am already called our lawyer because it's a bunch of rich white assholes that have courtside seats. I hate that kid for those reasons alone. Never mind the uh, harassment of, uh, of when they were CP3's throwing him out. He was looking like, family. what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Why am I getting fired as a lawyer? <laughs> OK, like, come on. We got to go. We got to go. Come on. Let's go. Oh, here's another one. Here's something to get angry at. He's banned uh, to see Mavericks games two years through 2024. Is that another minor thing? Like it's got to be until he's eighteen, and his record gets cleared at the Mavs Stadium. Bill, Bill, once again, mm. how does Canada handle that, Bill? I'm not allowed on Canada, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that fine is too small. I think I texted you guys. They should have just fined him as the whatever his college, college tuition, tuition would be. <laughs> <laughs> just fine him that, so he can't fucking go. Go, go work in your father's oil fields, you cunt. Uh, here we go. Simplest minds number two. Fox, the network. Here's Bill's uh, input. 10 years, $375 million for Brady. We've gone off on these deals for these announcers before. Here's the biggest one of all time for a guy that's still playing and who has said nothing bad about anybody in the media his entire fucking life and is an absolute saltine when it comes to entertainment on the mic. They gave him $375 million. It, it's more money that he'll that he made his entire playing career gets in one contract with Fox to go fucking talk about some asshole 10 years from now uh, playing uh, H-back. So, Bill? Buried the lead. He makes more money than Troy Aikman and Tony Romo combined by $500,000. Think about that. <laughs> it's insane. Like, it's just it's, you did a, a $37.5 million for 10 years for a guy that's never fucking done anything besides make stupid videos and host a Dumbass podcast and whatever the fuck he does with Jim Gray, it makes no sense. I what know Tom. You, Tom knows, Tom Zobra. knows Oprah. Oprah knows my wife. You think he or can Oprah be knows good? Stedman. If he turned, I think off, he can. I if he turned off the filters can. and uh, and and gave it to. I think he can because you you hear stories, especially in his younger days, but you hear stories about teammates and like he would win all the beer chugging contests. Like he's out there firing off. We know what a trash talker he is on the field. Like. Obviously, his competitive spirit has made him the greatest football player of all time. Like, if you let some of that juice onto that mic, and then you combine that with the intelligence that he has in the game, he could be one of the he could be the best analyst we've ever fucking seen. Who's the best one right now in my like in your opinion? I give it to Collinsworth. I like I personally Romo only because Collinsworth annoys me more. But I think Brady can be in that in that echelon. Maybe uh, I like the Aikman Bucks uh, tandem. I don't hate I don't them. Mind I honestly I like don't. I don't like. I, I like that. I just like their chemistry that they work off. Each but other. I would take Romo over Aikman. But if if Brady could be is you know seventy five percent, eighty percent of what Romo or Aikman is right now, I mean you're you, that's good. And again, he's made including this season will be three hundred thirty three million dollars, and he just makes three hundred seventy five million dollars over ten. He's set for life. It's an easy gig. You know, He's it's the next chapter. And it's, well, again, but it's your your kids on kids on kids are set for life now. I mean, it, it is what it, it's it's just stupid on these fucking networks. You don't make your broadcast by who's calling fucking games. He are you going to gonna, some- if you they can we can watch football games with our fucking idiot asses uh, calling games. Didn't Shut you know, up. We've been, we've been no, no, no. to do that. Richard, please let me have the moment. Didn't you just say that you only watch, watch certain broadcasts because you don't like the homerism? So obviously it does go to the broadcast that you want. Yeah, to but how many different? Don't worry, NFL Bill. I'll, I'll mute that. Are you? <laughs> I'll beep that. How many NFL broadcasts? 
if we work for CBS and we only did CBS games, where else are you going to go find the CBS game that's on TV without our the three of our dumbasses calling fucking games? CivilMindSports.com. We, still- we will be uh, broadcasting all the Patriots <laughs> games live this year coming up, so you can listen to that. No, we won't. We're good sued. That's true. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. The money that's being thrown around for announcers is just stupid. I think it was a play from Fox because they lost Aikman and Buck. And uh, now what is it? So now the whole talk around Brady is going to be, is he retiring this year to go to Fox? Is he retiring? Is he going to play an extra year? What's it going to be? It's just too much with Brady. All right. Last uh, candidate and <laughs> my vote. This was a doozy. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this guy, by the way, looked it up. Couldn't find a last name or maybe this is his last name. Brazilian? Because- Brazilians don't have first or last Brazilian name. Brazilian soccer star Marcelo of the French uh, of, uh, football club, Lyon, was demoted by his team for, quote, farting too much, end quote. Looked up well, the story. he's obviously not that's a good it. player. That's, oh, he is good. No, he's good. He Brazilian soccer star. I'm not sure you heard me say that. Oh, okay. Demo- <laughs> then the whole story just farts too much. <laughs> And it was kind of like Ray, a shit out to his teammates show. and his coaches and stuff, but just fucking farting too much. We should do that, I like, Ray. I, Ray, you're like, off the I, show. I clicked on that link when it came through. I'm like, no, this has to be like a misprint or something. I started reading it. I died. I'm like, I got to send this off. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I think they defined it as pooting in the uh, in the article, actually. Tooting. So, tooting. Tooting. Was it tooting? I think it was tooting. Motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, that's the winner. That's your simplest mind of the week. Uh, Brazilian soccer star Marcelo. How can you get fired? How can you get fired for farting too much? The fart king of Leon. Uh, you this ever see the fart the... guy that used the security guy that used to take videos of his farts? He got, he got fired. He got fired for farting. But that's because he was recording it on company time and it had his company on there. So that's why they fired him. This guy, this was in public knowledge because it was behind closed doors. But either way, it was still farting. He got Ray's got a lot farting. of knowledge of all the uh, of all the cases. Oh, he's, Grant, he does it at his work. His shitty diet. He just we should have had Brandon for this one. Yeah, no, we have our. Well, Ray, you won't get this one, but Bill Charlie Kelly is an expert in bird law. We yep. we have an expert in fe- flatulence law on the uh, Ooh, on the payroll. Get him if on. we need him. If we, yeah. <laughs> we need him. Yeah. This has been These the awesome my hands. Do my hands look God small? damn it! This is the second. Can I stop the show, Bill? It's seven oh one. What are you doing? What are you still doing here? This is the Simplified Sports Show, Wednesday edition, May 11th. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. They usually take five or ten minutes. boys hey rich ray you look slim thanks you look slimmer thanks probably all that sanding that he's been doing yeah probably i thought we were in a trust tree i tell you things that I expect to have full trust on, and you just bring it right up. Not even thirty seconds into the show. That check, that text chain was popping today. You guys, you guys. <laughs> well, how about the? Level. How about this uh, breaking the text chain? Kate Upton over Blake Lively. Uh-uh. What an idiot! What an what idiot! An idiot. Fuck, just no you class. Know. You fucking Fuck dumpster you. diving no. oh. trash. Kate Upton when she was doing the uh, Dougie or whatever the hell it was. Oh, that's you're taking your whole that's thing, Lively. God, Rich. No, just his whole obsession with Kate Upton is so it just epitomizes his stupid, dumb brain as the bottom of the totem pole of dumb for you to fall for that lighting and stupid camera work done on that girl. She has big tits. That's, that's it. it. My man, Bill. My man. Blake Lively is perfect. Even in the town when she played that trashy, like drugged out, strung out hooker type yeah. girl. Oh, man, man. She would have right been, been in the army. She would have been in the she would have been in the army. She would have been the bottom bitch. Sure.
<laughs> sergeant. Sergeant and Bill's whore army. <laughs> Jen, whore army. That's my bottom bitch. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm glad we could come to a happy uh, conclusion after that. Uh, it's oh, been yeah, a long, it's been a long day. You guys really fucking. Well, it is Tuesday. Me off really. all. It is Tuesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday. The Queen's time. We only abide by that. We're generally, uh, at, uh, Irene's at uh, 8:30. Generally so ends. I got to run over a had. second intermission. Yeah, I didn't like how you guys were saying that you had to go watch the Bruins game. I know it's grooming day, you sons of bitches. Just say it. Say I got to go grooming day. That's why we got to go record early. I get it. I get it. Nope, totally. So uh, that being said, let's go ahead and uh, start the show, the Simple Mind Sports Show, where we talk all things New England sports, the latest and the greatest. Let's do some opening takes. 